It's no secret that the creator industry is changing every single day. There are new technologies and innovations that change the way we use social media and build our businesses as creators. That's one of the most fun and the most stressful parts of our job. We always have to stay in the know and be willing to pivot our strategies and our content given what's up and coming in the industry. With the end of 2022 approaching, there are some new trends on the horizon for the creator economy that we're predicting for 2023. From social platforms turning into search engines and learning how to capitalize on that as creators, to brands looking for UGC creators regardless of their following and how to capitalize on that, there's a lot that you need to know now to prepare yourself for what's to come in the new year. This week, we're here with Jess Hunnichen and Emily Ward, the co-founders of Shine Talent Group, North America's leading talent management and brand partnerships agency. They specialize in the online and social space and work with brands and agencies to create campaigns that are memorable and inspire consumers to take action. We're giving you the scoop on everything you need to know about the upcoming year as a creator. This by BizBFF is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 55 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. It's a really exciting week because it is a holiday week, and we have a really, really great deal that's going on with our membership. So if you're not part of our newsletter yet, you're going to want to make sure that you get signed up for that. Our deal is going to be going on until the end of the weekend, so anytime you can get into our newsletter before then, you'll be golden, and you'll be able to take advantage of getting into this membership at a discounted price. And if you don't know about our membership yet, it is truly the best place for creators because we have every kind of resource you could possibly need from ebooks and templates to actual one-on-one coaching with me. And we'll also be offering some free one-on-one coaching calls in our membership as well. You also have a community of incredible creators that you can network with, bounce ideas off of, and get inspiration from to learn from their experiences and hopefully better yours. Check down in the description so that you can learn more about this membership and get in on the discounted pricing for the holidays. And I hope to see you guys there. First things first this week, something that I'm very excited about, you can now schedule TikTok videos in advance. So the TikTok video scheduler is a new feature that allows creators and business accounts to schedule a post up to 10 days in advance. So you can actually find this feature on the web upload page. So you go onto TikTok's website, act like you're going to be uploading a video there, and then there will be an option to actually schedule that post up to 10 days in advance. So once you've scheduled the post, it's going to be visible on both the web version and the app version. But for me, this is so golden because I like to batch create my content and I have it all sitting in my drafts. But sometimes I just am too lazy to like write up a caption and get it ready. So it's so much easier if I can just like do this on the actual website get it scheduled to auto post. um, And then I don't even have to worry about it. So I'm very, very excited about this. Instagram is adding a new option to pin a reel to the top of your reels tab. So on a reel, you'll be able to hit that dot 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 up in the top right hand corner. And then you will see an option that says pin to your reels. So this feature is currently slowly rolling out, make sure you keep checking to see if you have it. But this will allow your reel to be pinned to the top of the Reels tab versus pinning it to the top of your actual profile. Um, That option will also still be available, but you'll also be able to curate what the top of your Reels feed looks like when people click on that Reels tab. Instagram is also working on the ability to create a pin to securely access messages. So this will be end-to-end encryption as they're calling it. End-to-end encryption basically means that 
Only you and the person that you're messaging can access your messages. So in the coming months, more and more chats on Instagram will become end-to-end encrypted. You'll basically be able to create a pin to securely access your messages on the device that you choose. So it's just like another security step so that you can ensure that your messages are staying private if that's something you really care about. Honestly, I feel like the conversations I'm having in my messages, like anyone who reads them, I don't really care. But if you got some shady stuff going on, you never know, you might need to to protect things with a pin. So there you go. Hopefully that will be available for everyone soon. Instagram is working on a setting to change the aspect ratio of your profile grid. I think I talked about this in testing like a super long time ago, but we're finally hearing more and more about it. So this will allow you to swap from square photos or previews on your profile grid to that four by five ratio. So almost like the portrait size as as we've been calling it for years, you'll basically see all of your posts on your profile in that four to five ratio versus squares. I like the option because I think with reels, it allows for like more text to show or it gives you like more space to play with if you're, you know, adding text to like your reels covers. But the other thing is like for so long, all of us who are crazy and have OCD and have like wanted to have our our profile look perfect we have curated this whole feed with the idea that like square is the shape that we need to curate it to so i don't know if everyone's gonna look a little wonky after this however it does sound from what we know so far that it's actually a setting that you can change instead of just automatically giving you this this new size so you'll be able to make a decision hopefully here next up linktree is letting creators add paywalls for premium content so if you're a linktree user that's one of those link in bio options it's probably the most popular that i seen, especially after their new partnership with TikTok, you'll be happy to hear that you can now charge for content through Linktree. It will basically allow creators to put a paywall in front of certain content like PDFs, messaging groups, one-on-one consultations. You can charge up to $150 per piece of content. However, they did not let us know if they're going to be taking a cut of that. I mean, obviously they have to make money. So my assumption is they probably will. I know most Lincoln bio options that do offer premium content that creators can be compensated for. In that case, they are taking a cut of it, plus whatever you're using uh, as like the actual processor, so like Stripe or PayPal. So I would assume, but we'll have to wait and see. This is something that they are um, allowing creators um, who have the paid plans, I believe, to actually use on Linktree. So I'm excited to see this. I've been bouncing around with different options for a link in bio, and Linktree is one that I've been more seriously looking at, especially now that they're partnering with TikTok and allow you to actually put your TikTok videos on your link tree. Like you can actually curate a little bit of a feed there. So I love that idea. I'm definitely interested to see what it's like and I'll probably try it out and let you guys know how it goes. Lastly, you can now add polls into your TikTok lives. I will tell you, TikTok Live, guys, if you are going live on TikTok and you are going live on Instagram, you can probably tell the difference 
Instagram lives typically for me at least don't see a ton of traction. Whereas TikTok lives, there are so many more people in there. So many more people are interacting. There's a lot more people in and out. I feel like I actually gain followers when I go live there because it is going out on that FYP. Whereas on Instagram, it's not sharing anywhere other than just to your audience, if it's even showing your audience that you're actually live. So I really love TikTok live versus Instagram live. Anytime I have the option, I always choose TikTok. And I love this option to create a poll because it makes things so much more interactive. I did actually use this last week, I think it was in a live. And I basically it was like a yes or no poll. And when people click it, it actually creates like a comment in the live. And so it looks like you're getting a ton of comments when people are clicking on the answers in your polls. And when you're getting more interaction on a TikTok live, it pushes it out to more people. So I actually think this is really beneficial. I'm definitely going to be using it quite a bit in my lives. It's actually one of my resolutions for the new year is to go live more on TikTok or at least more consistently. So hopefully you guys will see more of me on TikTok live and more polls on TikTok live as well. We know that things are absolutely crazy with how many changes we're seeing in the creator industry or in social media in general. So I'm super excited for this episode for you to learn a little bit more about what we're expecting for the new year. After you listen, let me know. My DMs are always open. I'm curious to hear what you think of these trends, if you're excited for them, if you're nervous for them, and what questions that you have that I can help you out with. So without further ado, let's dive right into it. Guys, the new year is coming up way quicker than I feel like any of us are ready for, but there are so many new trends coming up in 2023 that if we start thinking about them now, maybe by 2023, we will feel a little bit more prepared. So that's exactly what we are here to talk about today with Jess and Emily, who are from Shine Talent Group. So thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thank We're you. excited to be here. So I'm Jess and this is Emily and we are the... CEOs and co-founders of Shine Talent Group, which is a talent management agency. We focus on creators in the social space. So lots of uh, TikTok and Instagrammers and YouTubers over on, on our corner of the world. <laughs> I love that. And so what is like your typical, for both of you guys, I'm curious, what is your typical day in the life of a CEO look like? <laughs> It's different every day. I was just, um, actually, I was just listening to a podcast this morning that, um, that Jess had suggested that I listened to, and, and it was speaking of um, two different like founder partners as well. And I was thinking about like how with most other companies that have partnerships, they typically do take on like these defined roles. Like one person is in sales, one person is in marketing. And I was like, gosh, I'm like, Jess and I, we, we never did that, which has like a lot of beauty to it. And also I feel like, you know, there's, there's um, hard times in terms of articulation of, of different tasks and all that sometimes that comes up with it as well. Yeah. Um, but our days generally are, are different every day. Um, and mostly come into like before thinking like of the company and, and the team and like looking at, you know, patterns in the industry and, what we can do to like stay like competitive and bring the best that we can like for our, for our team and our talent. That's awesome. Also, this is like a total side note, but I was just thinking about this. How did you guys get into business together? Like how did you did you know each other long before this or how did you come together? 
We didn't. We uh, we like to say because I feel like a lot of people do that. Like they're like best yeah. friend, and they have like a business idea, and they're like, let's do this together. So we went into business together, not like not only like not being friends, but not sorry, I shouldn't say that as in like we were enemies. <laughs> we we were not friends, and we didn't know each other really right. um, at all when we first started working together. So we uh, we met by kind of happenstance through a. a, a a good friend of Emily's and someone that I had reached out to about a potential work opportunity not long after I'd moved um, to Toronto. And yeah, she, this Lindsay's her name, she connected me with Emily and we started working together immediately. And I think what we realized very quickly is that we had uh, similar things that we wanted to achieve and similar ways that we wanted to run a business and similar experiences that we'd had um, in our yeah. past with leadership and, and, and we had some very strong ideas of like how we wanted to run a company and we kind of just like both dove in head first. I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? We'll just kind of see, see how this goes. And I don't, I, I don't want to say, I don't think either of us expected it to like do as well as it's done because yeah. I think both of us were, um, went into it with like blind confidence. Um, but it has, uh, certainly, surpassed my expectations that's so cool look back to that time and like it was it was 2015 and Jess was here on a two-year visa Mm, so I feel like we kind of went for what we like knew at that time right so at the time we knew that Jess was here like on a two-year visa that we both like really enjoyed working together and there was a lot of exciting things that we felt like we could do together so we just kind of like went like for that like goalpost and then it just kept on like moving and moving and moving (laughs) I love that that's such a cool story I am always curious to hear like how people get into Mm -hmm. business and stuff especially partnerships because you're right most of them are like oh we're friends and we have this idea like let's do it together that's so cool though Mm -hmm. I love the story So like Emily had said, you guys are always trying to kind of like figure out what's next and and look forward in what's happening in our industry and and stay competitive. So I'm sure you are constantly trying to figure out like, what are the trends? What's going to happen in the next six months, in the next year in this creator industry? So we're going to talk about some of those things today, but I'm also curious, how do you keep up with what's going on? Like, how do, where do you look to figure these things out? Oh, gosh, that's, I feel like you have to be <laughs> just like eyes open all the time, right? And just just listening to things like we've, we've looked at trends over the years, of course, on social, but just in terms of like business and and our like and shines growth, we've, we've identified different trends. So I think it's about just like listening and seeing like, he, you know, really paying attention to the things that you hear over and over again. Um, But I think from a social perspective for myself, I'm like, just being on it, like, just like, like, gosh, I spend like a a really good chunk of time on like Instagram, TikTok, more TikTok now probably. But I feel like you, you just like learn so much from, from, from that. And, and our team, like they're, they're so immersed in it. So I feel like now we learn everything we know from them. (laughs) That's great. um, we're really lucky because we have um, right now our, our two offices and we're opening up um, a third market in the UK right now. Wow. And we do uh, like a high volume of deals. So in terms of just like trend data that we internally see that other people don't, like we have mm-hmm. access to a lot of it. Right. And I always found in terms of um, like 
overall trends and different ideas in terms of business growth, when we start hearing like the same thing, but in different like pockets, like not maybe we heard it once or twice within our internal team. Maybe it was affirmed through kind of like the billings. And then we start hearing it from like somebody who works in tech, who isn't connected to what we do, you know, at all. Or we start hearing, you know, something else from a completely unrelated category. I feel like that's when like my ears like really start to perk up and I get quite curious. Um, but trends are, they're really interesting. And I think that's something we've tried to train our team on as well to be like quite conscious when they're trialing new talent um, right. or, you know, they're working with different brands. Like what are the things that you're hearing over and over again that might be like a pain point that we can come in and look at and solve? Yeah, I love that. It really is about just constantly being immersed but also listening and paying attention I think it's so easy for creators to almost like put the blinders on and like okay I'm just gonna create my content and like batch you know batch create I'm gonna post everything and like they just get in the habit of of what they do best is you know creating and planning Mm -hmm. and all of that that sometimes you don't take the time to you know, go read some articles or like keep up with the news and things like that. Um, it's it's a lot to juggle. So it's good that you guys have a team that can kind of like help throw things at you too. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. So first thing that we wanted to kind of cover here with 2023 trends was social social usage turning into search engines. So things like, you know, TikTok, I think there was an article not too long ago that it was some percentage, high percentage of people that said, instead of going to Google now, they're going to TikTok. And it's actually pretty Mm -hmm. interesting because I feel like I used to do this with Instagram and I have migrated a lot to doing it with TikTok Mm -hmm. instead of even Instagram and Google. Um, So I'd love to kind of hear more about that. I love this one. one Fascinating. Yeah. This one came up um, from our, our, our senior like leadership team when we kind of posed it to them, like what are some of the trends that they're seeing and I thought this one was really fascinating as well. Just like the like consumer um, like habits like that are changing and that people right. really are using socials, be it TikTok or Instagram or whatever, um, like as like their, their search tool. So with that, what becomes like more and more important to like creators are, is understanding like the SEO space of it and understanding, yep. you know, like hashtags and like how to be able to utilize those in a really effective way. Um, and I thought that was a pretty good trend to pay attention to for 2023. And there was, I was just reading uh, an article just this morning. I think it was this morning um, about TikTok and they've, they've just been posting um, job ads for fulfillment centers. So TikTok are now oh. buying and staffing full fulfillment centers. So TikTok now will become like you will be able to buy and purchase direct through TikTok. So they're coming up and like really competing with Amazon in like that next step, because they're like, you can see buy ship from TikTok all within the one platform, which is wild. Like no other platform has been able to, to do that. But when you're using it as your search engine and we see that with Google now, right? Like Google has like Google shopping and and it comes up really quickly. Like I know, like I use TikTok for a search engine all the time. Like that's like my habit has changed completely with that, but to be able to do that and then see someone use it and then buy it directly through that, it's, 
like really kind of cool. dangerous so, kind of dangerous uh, yeah, for like, my I'm wallet terri- <laughs> i'm terrified for my bank account but other than that it's very cool <laughs> it's well, true like brands, though, they they lose people and they have to kind of like click yeah. through to like another page yeah. so um i think it will be like really interesting and, and like quite competitive for tiktok like overall um, I'm sure yeah. that they will be like snagging a, like, a lot of the brand dollars as people like test this out and test out the theory. If you kind of keep everybody like on you know, the same platform, the same page right. or, you know, continue that, that shopping cycle, um, how much more effective it will be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have to just take so many less steps to to get to purchasing, which again is is mm-hmm. good for brands, bad for our wallets. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. that's kind of the whole point, you know. Um, actually, speaking of TikTok, I'm curious to get your perspectives on this. I just yesterday learned about something. I don't know. It seemed new to me, but I'm not sure how new it was because I did talk to a few people who were like, "Oh, I've seen this a few months ago." Um, TikTok has this thing called creator challenges, creative challenges. Have you seen this before? I don't think I've it's seen like, that. Yeah, I, I have Maybe never seen more about yesterday. it. Yeah. I might like, like, oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, so yeah. basically it's kind of like, it's part of the creator marketplace from what I understand. Right. And essentially it's where they give you challenges TikTok does to create ads for brands. And then if your ads perform well, you get paid per view. And my thought process as someone who's advocating for creators to get paid was that you're creating all these advertisements with literally no guarantee that you're going to be making any sort of money. And when you're creating them, (laughs) you're literally handing over full usage rights for them to do paid ads with. So I saw that and I was like, TikTok, you know, come on, you guys are like the ones we're rooting for here. Like you're the ones who feel like you're really working for creators. And then when I saw this, I was like, that feels not right. It almost feels like it's kind of like preying on people that don't know that they should be yeah. charging for usage and things like that. Um, so yeah, I don't I was like, I don't know if anyone else has seen that, but I saw it yesterday and I was not very happy about it. Yeah, I think with things like that, they're like content creators is so smart now like so 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 smart and right. there's so much more information and content available on the creator space the creator economy in general so i think that people will clue into that as as you did and yeah. as as they will they'll be like well hold on so i could create this ad i don't get yeah. the most amount of views but i still get views and now I've created yeah. this brand ad. And I think what what happens there, or like what the kind of chain of events there is, is, you know, the brand, let's say brand A comes to TikTok, they pay TikTok, whatever it is, to have access to these creators, but that right. money isn't actually reaching the creators and, and creators see that yeah. very quickly. Um, and they don't like it. Right. <laughs> so, and it's, yeah, it's a conversion exactly. too. Like, I feel like, you know, um, brand mm-hmm. is paying TikTok for that access, like to be able to trial that program, but they're mm-hmm. not necessarily going to get like the conversion that they need because like, there's no parameters in terms of, you know, conversation with the creator or like, I feel like exactly. all of the things that we have learned over the years mm-hmm. about what makes successful programs, that yeah. model isn't allowing for it. Right. Mm -hmm. I I struggle with that one. Yeah, Yeah, same. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Um, Yeah, sorry. I wanted to bring that up and see if anyone had kind of heard of that before. Um, 
the other thing that is trending for 2023 curation coming back and this is like a really i am very passionate about this topic because i come from a photography background so I love like, you know, all my visuals to look really nice. And like, oh, I'm going to put this one next to this one. Like, I think a curated feed, like I never wanted to stop curating my feed. Um, So I'm curious to hear more on this. Tell us all about curation coming back. Yeah, that was uh, another note from the team. And they've been they've been seeing this and have more inklings towards it, like for 2023. And not necessarily going back to how like content was, you know, five, 10 years ago to like that, like nth degree, but the idea that maybe like in Instagram, the, like the, the feed would be more curated content and the stories would be where you'd have like more of like that behind the scenes, you know, raw content, like raw yeah. voice. Um, and then they were also talking a lot about how they've been seeing more and more deals for creators who don't necessarily have like a large followership, but we're brands who are looking for more curated content, um, like for their own distribution. Yes. So they felt that there's going to be like quite like a separation between like the personality creators, so like people who are mm-hmm. um, following a personality online um, versus like people who are being followed like for like their craft of, of content. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I I think it's interesting. Like I've always considered myself a creator who my strong suit is creating the content versus like being someone who's like using like to know it and like selling, you know, oh, here's my clothes, mm-hmm. here's my shirt, whatever. Like when I work with brands, if I'm working with a brand that's, you know, m- most of my content is geared towards creators. So if I'm working with a brand that's geared towards creators, I feel obviously a lot more confident about selling, but Sometimes if I'm working with like a wine brand or something, I know my Mm -hmm. audience isn't going to spend thousands of dollars on wine. Like I go into that knowing exactly that that's going to be the case, Mm -hmm. but I know that that brand is mostly hiring me for my content so that they can go ahead and use it um, themselves. And, And that's something that for me over the years has always been the case, but I think there is definitely a separation of like, what is your strong suit as a creator? I think if you can be both, that's great. But it's almost like pretty rare, I would say, to have someone who creates this beautiful ad worthy content and also is like a super, super strong seller. Yeah. And I think anyone who's been in this space for, I would even say as little as like more than three years ago, right? Like, I feel like if you came in kind of like, right around the pandemic different story because that was like very uncurated very raw very real very attainable content um but anything before that people were content creators because like yourself amazing photographers amazing amazing videographers just incredible creatives in general right so they i think people want to go back to kind of being able to flex that muscle and they love being able to do that and they don't want to just do that for branded post like right. if I'm doing that I want it to like look really consistent um so I feel like that's a trend that you know it, it it makes sense that we would go back to that a little bit yeah I guess that also kind of brings up the point of you know with, with Instagram and TikTok Instagram I guess more specifically we as creators I think in the last six to 12 months have realized like feed posts are just not performing the way that they used to the way that we want them Mm -hmm. to. And so, so many people have just kind of shifted to creating reels. And obviously you can still share photos on reels, but like 
I think it makes it like almost challenging for someone like myself where I again come from that photography background I want to share more photos but I almost know that like I'm not going to get the return that I want out of posting images and I actually yesterday saw that TikTok is going to start doing like it looked exactly like Instagram and they were going to start allowing for photo carousels that you could like put music to so I'm almost wondering, like, you know, everyone is kind of pissed off now at Instagram for being like, you guys are, you know, not showing our photos love. And so TikTok is like, come in, we'll mm-hmm. show your photos love. <laughs> I'll show some yeah. love. I'm fine with it. Oh, it makes TikTok. me love TikTok even more. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, I feel like there, I, I see both sides of that with Instagram. I feel like a lot of our talent talk about it and post about it that, you know, they, yeah. they want to post content that they love and they want to go, kind of go back to like their roots on Instagram right. and, and you know I feel like that's a, it's funny like obviously there's being kind of the trend of like you know this isn't recent recent but like the, the back to like the photo dumps and things like that and I, yeah. I love that I'm like oh we're back to like Facebook albums like how cute. <laughs> I love it um so right. it's funny I think like any trends across any other industry you know be it fashion and makeup and styling and things like that trends uh they they get recycled all the time and i think social moves so quickly that we're going to see trends that were you know really popular three to five years ago already coming back in which whereas you know a fashion trend might have like a 20 year 30 year cycle this is going to have like three year cycles which is like wild again it is. It's so crazy, but it makes sense because everything on the internet just like moves so fast. You know, like we yeah. get sick of things so quickly that we're like, okay, what's next? What's the new <laughs> app? What is the new like yeah. thing we can do on the app? So I totally get it. Speaking yeah. of new things to do on apps, um, Pinterest has recently made like a ton of changes and improvements. They're working so much more for creators. So that's kind of another one of those trends, the re-rise of Pinterest. <laughs> Yeah, our talent managers were sharing that there was several programs that come across their desk, you know, for the the upcoming months and requirements for these campaigns was that the creators had a TikTok or a a Pinterest page. And I was like, really? Jess and I are lovers of Pinterest. Like Pinterest Mm -hmm. has always been, you you know, come and gone like over the years. (laughs) But there's some really interesting things that you can do in terms of the link that can can, uh, support other platforms. And I, uh, I was thrilled to hear that Pinterest was on the the rise again Mm -hmm. and coming back into campaigns. Yeah, that's really interesting. I personally haven't gotten any campaigns where it does include Pinterest, but I'm really curious to see. I'm glad that I'm still using my Pinterest just in case I do get some, but I've almost felt like this way about YouTube as well. Like, especially with YouTube shorts, that's something like I just in the last week started posting my content on YouTube shorts. And it's really crazy. Like how many people are using it? I think they said that right now more people on YouTube are watching than they are creating. So it's a really good time to start Mm. sharing on YouTube shorts. Think about again, like TikTok a few years ago when like everyone was watching it, but no one knew how to create videos or knew what to pose. That's like almost where YouTube shorts is right now too. Well, anytime we think that a platform like introduces a new feature, like we do encourage like our talent, like to test and try it because a lot of the times the algorithm is going to favor like that new feature content. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, same with like Instagram when Reels came out and everything. Like, I didn't use Reels for so long because I was like, I do not know what I'm <laughs> supposed to be posting here. Yeah. I don't know how to use this. And I mean, again, like, even when Reels first came out, there were not any of the like editing features that we have now. They've already made so many improvements with that. But you had to learn how to like edit on a different app and then bring it over to to Instagram. So that was like a big learning curve. But those people who got on reels when it first first came out are probably very happy right now. Oh, I bet. It's always the earlier chapters. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of actually touched on this a little bit, but creators without followers kind of being hired more or with like lower follower accounts being hired more for brand content. It's interesting because in in the TikTok and the Twitter worlds right now, everyone and their mother is talking about UGC. And I think it's funny because UGC is obviously not like a new idea by any means. Mm -hmm. And it's also like kind of shifted in the in the last year on like what UGC even really means. Like I've always called it just kind of content creation. And then UGC was like almost a totally separate thing. But this whole idea of basically just creating content, but not posting it again, just be more being the a strategic creator than being mm -hmm. an influencer definitely something i'm seeing a lot of yeah and and i, and I, I agree sorry that's okay i was gonna say i i agree that i look at user-generated content and content creation for a brand as like two separate categories yeah because like to me user-generated content is you know i'm wearing a sweater and i post about it and that brand's like oh, cool. Okay. Do you mind if we use this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Organic. Like that, yeah. that to me is like user generated content, but like you being hired to shoot 20 images for a wine brand, let's say like to me that that's content creation for a brand. Right. Um, but I, I, yeah, as, as we talked about earlier, I think this is something that brands certainly see the value in like the beauty of content and and they want to have beautiful content on their brand pages and i think we see a ton of this on tiktok as well um like i feel like on tiktok it's i certainly feel like much slower to pick up that something's an ad because it just looks like yeah. someone like someone that i already know and follow that i'm like oh wait this is an ad for such and such brand um yeah. because it's you know it's like seamlessly worked in <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I even saw a video the other day. It was by this, uh, he's like an educator and he was, he talks about UGC a lot or again, like what people call UGC now. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, he was showing an ad that was like a piece of UGC that someone had created. And it was this girl in her kitchen. She was holding a bag of like, I think it was like some berry nutritional supplement or something, whatever. And so she's holding it and she's like, you know, doing the whole like... <laughs> showing it off and it like perfectly like placing it and I love this it changed my life and it, you know it's like it was like the fakest ad ever and he was like this is what people are making for UGC now but like this isn't UGC UGC is where you are again it feels so much more organic it's like content mm. that is generated by a user uh, just as it sounds obviously it's it's less yeah or it should be, I guess, less curated and less planned. And it's it's more something that you would see like your favorite influencer saying mm -hmm. in like their Instagram stories or, you know, yeah. something that feels a little bit more organic. But it's interesting to see 
now when there's so many UGC creators who are creating like these perfect ads and they're almost like a little bit too perfect sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely been interesting to see. Um, I'm also curious from uh, like an agency standpoint, what would you say the separation, and this might be kind of difficult because obviously you guys work with a bunch of creators, but I'm curious, what would you say the the separation is between like your creators getting hired for like Instagram work, UGC work, TikTok work? Like, what do you see like the most popular? What do you see like the least? Where does that kind of like line up? I just been I don't TikTok think... like dominant for a while yeah. now, and it, it, yeah. it really it, for like Shine. We really started off originally like in the Instagram space and right. dabbled like a bit mm-hmm. within like YouTube. Um, with the rise of TikTok, like we invested heavily, like in that space and casting talent in that space. So I would say like, you know, it's, it's, it's probably leaned more towards TikTok in the past like year. Um, But we still do see like quite a lot of campaigns on Instagram. Yeah, it would be um, actually a good thing for us to like pull all the data from though. That would be a task. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, and it, it of course varies from talent to talent. Like some talent right. still do a hundred percent of their brand deals on Instagram. Like there's no question. And then we have other talent now who exclusively work on TikTok. So I, I yeah. guess it's like roughly 50, 50 for us. And I don't, we don't do a ton of like content, like sometimes content creation will be worked into it. I feel like we used to do a lot more of it. I don't feel like we're doing that much of it, but then, the type of talent we work with, the talent who all have like very, very strong communities. Um, so that's, they're probably not the like, oh, they can shoot a beautiful photo, but they don't necessarily have that um, connection with their audience. They have like very, right. very strong connections. Um, so the, that's really what the brand is paying for more than like the, con- like, more than like just the piece yeah. of content. That makes sense. I'm also curious too, like with rates, my biggest issue, because I I mean, like my following on TikTok and Instagram is basically the same. However, on TikTok, I feel like your follower count doesn't like hold as much weight as it does on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, Or at least, I don't know, that's kind of always how I've viewed it. Because I mean, at a certain point, it really is easier to grow on TikTok than it is on Instagram. So I think it's like not viewed to be as as valuable, I guess. Um, yeah. I'm curious with rates. Typically, like from all creators that I've really worked with who started off on Instagram and maybe again, like once TikTok kind of started, they started to get on TikTok and post more frequently there. They're doing a lot of their collaborations on Instagram and they have their rates set up. But even if they're growing quickly on TikTok, their rates are typically like not going to be like around the same range. Typically, I've always seen like people charging less for TikToks versus Instagram posts. So I'm curious to see or hear like with what you guys have experienced, do you find that brands are paying lower rates for TikTok content versus Instagram content? For the same amount of followers? Yeah. Yes. So if you compared like 100K on TikTok to 100K on Instagram, like 100%, yes, you're getting less on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So I feel like 
this is like not perfect math by any means, but I feel like a hundred K on Instagram is like the equivalent of like 800 K on TikTok, roughly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when we look right. at someone with 800 K, like, Oh, that's, that's great. Like there's a really good following on TikTok. Um, but if you look at someone with like a hundred K, you're kind of like, ah, like it's good. And you, you certainly want them to have like yeah. very strong views for every single video um but yeah I feel like the TikTok the followers on TikTok it's it is different you're totally right yeah I feel like you can look a little bit more at the views but then the number of followers like I feel like it's not it's like a it's like dog to human years like one (laughs) year is seven (laughs) yeah it's like it's like that but with followers that's a great analogy honestly (laughs) that's funny um yeah no I I've always kind of like experienced the same thing and and part of me with all of my frustrations with Instagram is like I'm just gonna post way more on TikTok and like make that more of my main platform but then I think about the fact that like my rates are gonna be so much lower there and it always Mm -hmm. deters me and makes me stay doing everything on Instagram I think you need a, a healthy challenge. mix of both. I think like yeah. if you, if you have the time, being able to invest in both right. is is huge. And I I think people who have it, it's another kind of marker or qualifier of like true influence to me is that if you're able to like pull from one to the other, whichever way it goes, doesn't matter. Yeah. But if you're like we see some of our talent who you know we we find them on TikTok and they have a million followers, and you look at their Instagram and they have like. 9,000 and you're like yeah oh wow that's wild (laughs) but then like you see them start to like pull people over and I think that's like very very impressive when someone's able to be like you're able to make your audience want more of you is like really cool yeah that's actually I mean that's a really great point and I'm sure brands see it the same way as like overall like you know her, her platform's they translate well again on like who's coming from one platform to the other or even just like the consistency of being able to create on both of them too like the time and dedication that you're willing to put in to this job I think that's kind of like another thing I think about a lot is there's so many creators out there but so many of the creators like you know do it for a few months and then kind of fizzle off and so you mm-hmm. know like from a brand's perspective I'm sure they look at people who are like very consistent on on both platforms for a long time and they're able to say like this person really cares about this and will take it seriously because if they're going to be investing money into working with you they want to know that you're going to be actually reliable and there to answer emails and engage yeah. with your audience and all of those things totally are there any other deliverables that you guys have seen that like more recently, um, aside from just like a TikTok post or an Instagram uh, post? I know you said kind of like Pinterest coming in a little bit more, but what about like lives or or anything like that or like different collaborations on like products with brands? I think like the uh, year over year, we always see more brands hop on the bandwagon in terms of like longer term campaigns. Like, like we're seeing that. that like, earlier and earlier in or the year so again like maybe mm-hmm. you know in years past it was really more the end of q4 you'd start to see like lockdown programs for like the following mm-hmm. year 
And I feel like now we're starting to see those like um, pop up earlier and earlier. So I feel like that's like pretty exciting to see. I think brands recognize when there is like a good you know chemistry like with um, a talent when they've had an experience with you know working with them on a smaller campaign that's done like really well that they're more like willing to jump in and invest like a, a large budget. Yeah, um, which is when they're getting to get like the best results by it. So I feel like we've we've seen that recently. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. And I think we have a, a lot of talent who do like live, like IRL live, like real life. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking gigs and things like that. Um, so we have a lot of talent um, who, who will do that and, and speak on, you know, certainly like whatever topic they cover, but about this industry in general, like that's something that we find. Right. Um, and then I think it's, it's really cool to see, I come from a traditional media background, so I love to see where traditional media and digital media can intersect. Uh, and I think there's, there's been a lot of that recently, like two of our talent were on actually randomly and not related but on the same show, like a week ago, um, on like a live, like us talk show, we have talent like doing like magazine features and things like that. We've had talent on the cover of magazines and it's, it, I love like I don't believe that traditional media is like dying and right. I think you can use digital media as a way to like reinvigorate it. And, and again, when people have these audiences that are so well cared for and curated that people want more and more and more. So magazines yes. and publishers and, and television producers know, okay, if I have this person on my show, like their audience want to see them, like they want to see them in different ways. Yeah. Um, so I think that's like, that's really like, I personally just like love watching that and kind of sitting back that's and like cool. seeing how, how that works. Um, we like obviously see the value in, in content creators in a huge way. Um, and, and I love seeing now other people slowly be like, okay, we can't ignore them. Like, I guess yeah. they're here to stay. So maybe we can collaborate with them and we can like all do really well here. Like I right. think it's, it, it's truly a space that like we can look for opportunities to collaborate in all different ways. It's not just, okay, a brand yeah. pays a content creator and that's a collaboration. Like we can, we can collaborate in like a whole multitude of ways now, which is very right. cool. Yeah. I mean, and that's probably a trend in and of itself, just like creators, not just focusing on like their sponsored posts. Like there's so much more opportunity and creators are really like building brands and building businesses instead of just being like someone who recommends their favorite lipstick from time to time. Like they're, they're really building companies here, which is so cool to see in such a short amount of time for the industry too, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Another interesting one that I feel like came up um, at a conference that Jess and I were at in New York at the beginning of the year. And I'm like really like curious to see how, how this rolls out, like with the 2023 campaigns. And it was like part of our motivation for opening up like the UK office as well is that a lot of like the, the brands and the larger um, like influencer marketing agencies were speaking about trends, how brands will no longer be planning campaigns that are like country specific, like looking for more like regionally based like messages and hmm. like talent um, to represent their products and services, but more be looking at it um, on a global level. And that just like, it's due to the the bleed, you know, that has happened because right. of social, like we're not so locally focused anymore in terms of like how we've 
like consume information and and yeah. all of that. So I think that will be like a really like interesting one and one that like certainly Shine was getting ahead by opening up uh, a UK office and having talent in the UK as well as like throughout North America. That's really cool. That's interesting to think about because I know there are a lot of creators who come to me and, and ask questions. Oh, I'm international. Like, how should I approach this brand? Or, or like, there's a lot of creators who are international and are trying to do the same things that we are here. So that's really awesome to see. Definitely. Sweet. Well, thank you ladies so much. This was so awesome to kind of chat and look into the future here on what's going to be happening for the next year. I know I'm a huge planner, so I love thinking Mm -hmm. about these things now so I can kind of like sit on it for the next month and, and start to think about what my next year is going to look like. So this was super helpful. I hope everyone listening is getting their their wheels are turning you're you're writing things down you're getting excited to plan but thank you guys so much for joining me today guys all of shine's information is down in the description so you can go check them out are you guys accepting new talent at this point yeah, oh, we always have our uh, new talent, so we have quite a, a vigorous uh, onboarding process. Um, but but absolutely, we love we love being able to identify um, new emerging voices and faces and things like that. So Yay. always have our eyes open for it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you being here today. Our pleasure. We'll have to come back at the end of Q one and. We'll see if that trend yeah, correct. If we'll do a recap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much. And everyone listening, we will see you guys next week. <laughs>